Jonah suffered for his sins, Jesus suffered for our sins. Let's look at it, verse 11. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may may be calm for us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. And he said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to return to the land. But they could not, for the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life. And do not charge us with innocent blood, for you, O Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And we come to the end of chapter 1. You know, it's incredible what suspense we have here. These pagan mariners, uh, what did they do? They did what most of us would do, right? They, they hear Jonah, they hear his message, and they're like, okay. And what did they do? They didn't throw him out over the sea, over, into, over the board right, now, right then. What did they do? They went and rode harder. I think that's the response that most of us give. We try to save ourselves. We do it over and over and over. We hear, we hear the message and we go, okay, I'll try harder. That's the world's solution. Try harder, row harder, do this harder, and you can save yourself. But Jonah didn't willingly choose the waters of the raging sea or the belly of a great fish. He was thrown into the sea at the hands of the mariners. But Jonah knew that it was actually the divine purpose of God casting him into the sea. It was God's decision, not Jonah's, that a great fish would swallow him up. Oh, but there's better Jonah. His name is Jesus. Look verse 14 again. Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, What? Did you catch that? These are who? These are the pagan mariners? Who did they cry out to? Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, We pray... Oh, Lord, this is, by the way, they're using Yahweh's name. They're calling upon the one true living God. These are the mariners who are praying to Yahweh. Please do not let us perish for this man's life. Confession. That's confession. They're, they're saying, Lord, we are, we're calling upon you. Do not charge us with innocent blood. Boy, that's a picture of Jesus, right? Innocent blood. What are they saying? They're saying, look, don't, don't charge us. This man has really done nothing wrong, but we're going to throw him overboard. What did Jesus do on the cross? He'd done nothing wrong, nothing to deserve that. But what happens? He was placed there. Why? To save others. For you, O Lord, have done it as it pleased you. The sacrifice of Jonah and the crucifix of Jesus were both part of God's plan. But Jesus is the better Jonah. 
when God the Father sent Jesus into a wicked place to warn them of coming judgment, Jesus immediately obeyed. When the Father sent Jesus to the cross to pay the price for the sin of others, Jesus did what? Immediately obeyed. Jesus had no sin of his own. In fact, Jesus said in John 10, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. He gave his life of his own will. The innocent blood of Jonah points us to the innocent blood of Jesus on the cross. You know, the raging sea and the cross, they are both places of desperation and places of death. But I want you to notice what happens immediately after both. Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Chapter 1 ends with the suspense of what happens to Jonah. What happens to him? Did he, did he die? Is this over? Is this it? Is he... Is he Oversee, and he's now in, is, he's now in the belly of a fish, and clearly he's dead. We're never going to hear from him again. Oh, but we know the rest of the story. We know that there's a better Jonah, one that was in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights, and it, by all appearances, appeared that he has was dead for good. It's finished. We're never going to see him again. But Jesus did what? He arose from the grave conquering death and hell and jonah is a picture of that and not are left here at the end of chapter one in question we have the gospel we have the lens of the gospel we know how the story ends we know what's going to happen next we know that it doesn't end with being placed into the belly of this great fish and that that's the demise of jonah we know that he is going to live again in fact, when he does, he's going to follow through. And we're going to see that in the coming weeks. But one last thought, we're going to pray together. Unlike Jonah, God cast himself into the sea of his own wrath, entering the bowels of death for three days and three nights so that he would be our blessing and provide our salvation.